Hello, good evening, and welcome to another absolutely bitter cold day in the beautiful Lyme Bay. It is a bit chilly, I must say. We've spent the day at Lyme Regis today. We've had a bit of a mooch about. We've done a bit of shopping, and we've checked out the Christmas lights there that look absolutely beautiful. So if you do fancy a little trip out, a little day trip maybe, I would suggest and highly recommend a trip to Lyme Regis. Thank you for joining me once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett, I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show and there's loads of little bits and pieces on there, little clips and things. So just take it a little look. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you find it a bit of a giggle because there's, uh, you know, there's some fun stuff on there. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. I've got a supporter page as well at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. However, time now for another adventure with The Saint. This one was first broadcast on the 24th of June, 1951. It's called Peter the Great. The Adventures of the Saint, starring Tom Conway. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor, Tom Conway, as... The Saint. Hey, Mr. Templer. Yes, Louie? It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's right. So for what are we driving out to the racetrack at this hour? You know, the first race don't go off till 1.30 in the afternoon. A letter from a lady in distress, Louie. Ah. And you, the Robin Hood of modern crime, are jittening to the rescue. I might have known. Uh, Louie, yeah. keep your mind on the road, please. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Hey, is she blonde and beautiful? Or is she brunette and beautiful? She's 15. Fifteen. Uh, going on sixteen. Sounds like a dull case. Well, here's the track, Mr. Temple. Where should I park? Uh, drive over to the training track, Louis. Over by the stable area. Oh, sure. Hey, say, if you happen to pick up any inside information, Mr. Temple, you can know what I mean. Uh, save your money, Louis. You cannot beat the horses. Who wants to beat them? I'm fighting the whole even. Uh, let me out here, will you? I think I see my lady in distress. Okay. I'll wait here, Mr. Temple. Thanks, Louis. Good morning, Annie. Oh, Good morning. Are you Simon Templer? And you're Miss McIntyre. How do you do? I knew you'd come. It wasn't logical that you should, and I know I shouldn't have asked you, but I knew you'd come. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me all day, and it's uh, almost 8 o'clock. That dad over there with the watch, Pete's getting ready to work. Pete? That's our horse, Peter the Great. Oh. Vic's up on him. And uh, Vic is the boy you're worried about? Yes. Please don't think I'm a silly, hysterical little girl, Mr. Templer, but... Dad practically raised Vic. We grew up together. And now? Now I don't know him at all. I see. I called you because something terrible is going to happen. Hey, Annie, and... bring your friend over here. He's getting ready to break. I'll tell you later, Mr. Templer. Come on. Uh, Dad, this is Mr. Templer. My father, Mr. Templer. I'm glad to know you, Mr. McIntyre. How are you, son? Looks good, doesn't he, Annie? Full of run over there. Told Vic not to let him out, though. An easy three-eighths, that's all. Getting the horse ready for a race? Well, I might let him go any day now. Almost any day. Mm. If he's up to it. Oh, watch him. Getting close to the pole. Watch him. There he goes. Annie. 
And you've been letting him out too much. I told him. I said to him. Got a tight hold, Dad. He's just breathing. Well, maybe. Hold him, big boy. Hold him. Looks like a beautiful animal, Mr. McIntyre. I would guess he was eight years old, would you? He's been one of the top ones, Pete should. Maybe will be yet. Hold him, boy. He's just breathing, Dad. Well, maybe. Cut him. How much did you run it in, Mr. McIntyre? Thirty-nine and a fifth. Don't think he's quite up to a race yet. But you told Vic not to let him run, Dad. Pete was fighting for his head all the way down the stretch. Well, maybe. Horseman, Mr. Templer? Uh, Just um, a two-dollar better, Mr. McIntyre. Greatest animal on the face of the earth. The thoroughbred horse. That includes humans, too. More heart, more brains, and much kinder to each other. Yes, you may have a point. Has uh, Peter the Great always been your horse? Bred him, fold him, raced him, and had him all his life. Outside of a couple of months a while back. If it hadn't been for a little leg trouble, Pete would be up there with the best. Oh, here he comes back. 39 and a fifth, Vic. You could have held him a little harder, though. Oh, Pete, steady, boy. <sighs> held him a little harder. I almost pulled both arms off holding him. All right, Vic, all right. Easy, boy. You think Pete's ready for a race, Vic? What's the matter with you, Annie? Are you getting it, too? You know he's ready for a race. He's been ready for a month. And Dad knows it, too. Well, maybe. We'll see. Steady, Pete. See? What is there to see? The horse is eight years old. What are you waiting for? A match race with citation? Vic, uh, this is Mr. Templer. He's a friend of mine. Hi. And I thought... How are you, Vic? Dad, what is it? Every time I work the horse, it's holding, holding. Every time I tell you he's ready as he'll ever be, it's, it's maybe. Let's wait and see. Is it me? Are you afraid you won't get an honest ride? Is that it? Vic. Well, is it? Uh, you know better than that, son. All right. When are you going to run him? Then? Well, we'll see how he cools out today. Maybe, maybe in a week or ten days. A week or ten days? Well, we'll see, we'll see. Come on, Pete. Come on, boy. Vic, you shouldn't have said that to Dad about an honest ride. That's what he's thinking, isn't it? That's what you're all saying behind my back, isn't it? And what's Mr. Templer here for, to spy on me? Vic. Well, I'll save you the trouble, Mr. Templer. Right now, I'm going to get some sleep. After which I get up, eat some crumbs that pass for a meal, get in a sweat box for as long as I can stand without it killing me, ride five races this afternoon, and after that, I've got a date. Thanks for your assistance, Vic. Don't mention it. See you later. Vic, are you you seeing her again? Annie, you're a nice kid, but that's all you are. Just a kid. And who I see has got nothing to do with you. Understand? Yes, Vic, I understand. Goodbye. Annie. Don't worry, Mr. Templer. I won't cry. I haven't cried since I was six years old. But, Mr. Templer, don't let him make Vic... Throw race? He wouldn't do anything dishonest. I know he wouldn't. You love him very much, don't you? I believe in him with all my heart. Let's go, Louie. What? Well, we're not staying for the races, Mr. Temple? No, we have to do. Oh, too bad. I would have had five hours to figure out the first race. Yeah, you can spend five hours looking at a form sheet. Oh, well, sure, sure. Well, the trouble is, by then I can't see the horses. Uh, Louis, where would I go to pick up whatever rumors might be flying around about horses and jockeys? Oh, almost any barber shop. But if you want authentic rumors, I would drop in downtown on Honest Al, your friendly neighborhood bookie. I thought Al was out of business due to um, a slight difficulty with the court of law. Well, the technicalities of such things I don't follow all the ways, Mr. Temple, you understand. But the general principle I understand, it's like the song, there'll always be a bookie. You know, you may be right. 
Simon Templer, a pleasure. Welcome to my humble cigar store. How's business? Haven't sold a cigar in months, but business is booming. How's things with you? No decline in crime, I hope. No, no. Go on, whatever. Just so we all keep busy, that's the big thing. Al, what do you know about a horse owner and trainer named McIntyre? Dad McIntyre? Mm -hmm. Anything you want to know. Owns Peter the Great, dog patch horse. Chestnut Gelding, eight years old. He's had a one-horse stable for years. Has a daughter, 15, and raised Vic Borkowski, the jockey. Vic uh, always rides for him? Nobody else has ridden Peter the Great for years. Has um, anybody else ever owned the horse? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some months ago, Big Ed Kleinman claimed him. Claimed him? Sure. Most cheap races are claiming races. You enter your horse for, say, $5,000, and if somebody puts in a claim for him, he owns the horse. I see. And nobody would ever claim Peter the Great. Because they knew how Dad felt about him. But Big Ed did. It almost broke Dad's heart. Uh, how did Big Ed do with a horse? Mm, he won a couple of races with him, but then his legs went bad, and finally Dad claimed him back again. Uh, what about the jockey, Vic? Mm, same. All sorts of rumors float around about jockeys. All the time, all sorts of rumors. Uh-huh. That's, um... All you can tell me, Al? Well, if a real big bet came in against the horse that Vic was riding, and Vic was on the favorite, I might be tempted to lay off the bet somewhere else. Nothing personal, just business. I see. Uh, you don't know any particular girl who Vic has been seeing, do you? Sure I do. Jacks live in a goldfish bowl. If one of them scratches his head with his left hand, 50 horse players spend the whole night trying to figure out what it means. Uh, the girl? A big blonde named Crystal Winters. Uh -huh. Showgirl. Used to go with Ed Kleinman. She hangs out at the bandbox. Thanks, Al. I'll uh, be a character witness for you someday. That's a deal. I hope you get him straightened out. Get uh, who straightened out? The kid, Vic. He used to be a nice guy. Maybe he still is. Dad's a nice guy, too. And I always liked Annie. <laughs> I even liked the horse. Al. Awful, isn't it? Don't let this get out, Saint. It would ruin me in the profession. Good evening, Vic. Huh? Oh. Hi. Introduce your friend, Vic. This is Mr. Templer, Crystal. Friend of Annie's. Miss Winters, Mr. Templer. A pleasure, Miss Winters. Uh, have you got a first name, Mr. Templer, so that we can be old friends and then you can sit down and join us? The first name is Simon, Crystal. And uh, I'd love to join you if uh, Vic doesn't object. Object? <laughs> this is what he's been waiting for all evening, isn't it, Vic? Crystal, will you You see, Simon? Sit here next to me and have some champagne. Vic, you've let us run out of champagne again. Go get some more. What do you think I am, a waiter? Oh, no, you're a jockey. You're too short to be a waiter and too tall to be a midget, so you're a jockey. You're getting tight, Crystal. And you're getting the champagne. Goodbye, Vic. Well, Goodbye, Vic. Okay. You're a little rough on the boy, aren't you, Crystal? Sure. Why? Well, I could say it was to drive him away, because I'm bad for him, but I'd be lying. If I wanted to drive him away, I'd have to be a lot rougher than that. I can see why. Thank you, Simon. But you can't. Little jockeys just happen to like big, expansive, expensive blondes. I found that out at an early age, which was quite some time ago. And do you like uh, little jockeys? You're becoming very personal, Simon. I don't quite know what I like. I like to think about it. I'm a slow thinker. Uh, do you like uh, Big Ed Kleinman? Why don't you ask him? He's standing right behind you. Oh. 
Who's your friend, Crystal? Mr. Temple, Mr. Kleinman, Mr. Kleinman, Mr. Temple, Mr. Temple. Shut up, Crystal. You a friend of Vic's Temple? Well, you might say that Vic I'm so... Vic Uh-huh. Just uh, put me down as a patron of racing, Mr. Kleinman. I'm uh, interested in improving the breed. Yeah. I watched you move in on Vic, Temple. He's not big enough to object, but I am. He didn't move in on Vic. He... Shut up, Crystal. Leaving, Mr. Templer? That seems to be the majority opinion. Good night, Crystal. Every moment has been golden. You hear that, Ed? Can't you say something nice like that sometime instead of... Shut up, Crystal. Hmm. A one-track mind. Hello? Hello, what is it? Who's this? Ann McIntyre, Mr. Templer. I'm terribly sorry to bother you, but... What's wrong, Annie? It's Dad. I can't find him. He never stays out this late, Mr. Templer. He's always out at the track early in the morning. What time is it? 4 a.m. I didn't want to wake you, but I've been sitting here all by myself wondering... Stay right there, Annie. Most likely your dad will show up before I get there. But I'll be right out. Thank you, Mr. Templer. Thank you. You... You don't think anything has happened to him? No, Annie. I'll be right there. Mr. Templer, he never did anything like this before. He... Easy, Anne. When did he leave here, do you know? I was here. It was around nine. Dad left to walk over to Pete's stall. He always does that just before he goes to bed. And, and then he, he just didn't come back. Uh, did you look for him? Yes, I, I went over to the stables. I didn't see him in Pete's stall. And I asked a few people, but none of them had seen him. And I, I came back here. He, he was always in bed by ten, Mr. Templer, every night of his life. All right, Annie. We'll find him. Did you call Vic? He's living at a hotel. He just moved from living with us a month ago. I, I called him. Is he in? No. All right. Don't worry, Annie. We'll find your dad. Just go over to the stables. All right, but I looked there. Oh, well, we'd better cover them again. What is this? Somebody coming. Dad? Oh, Annie. What are you doing out this late? In Templar. Hello, Al. Seen anything of Annie's dad? No, no. Just came from a poker game with some of the boys, but we didn't see him. Well, you know he never stayed out this late hour, ever. Sure, Annie, sure. You've been down to Pete's stall? Annie looked there earlier. But uh, we might check again. It's right over here. Easy, boy, easy. Dad? He's not here, Mr. Temple. I'll go in just to make sure. Wait here, Annie. I'll come with you. Easy does it, Pete. Well, the old boy, he looks excited about something, saying. Yes, I, I noticed. Well, it doesn't look as if... Al. Yeah. Over in the corner. The dad? I'm afraid so. Got a lighter? There. Here. Mm, Mark of a horseshoe. Must have killed him instantly. Keep Annie out, will you? Sure. Mr. Oh, wait a minute, dear. Dad! I'm sorry, Annie. Oh, please. I'm afraid that he is, kid. How, Oh, Pete, must No. Be... Not me. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He couldn't. I'll never believe Pete did it. Maybe I won't either. <laughs> Annie, I want to help you make some plans. Plans, Mr. Kemper? What's there for me to do to... Keep on going to school. I've got another year. And keep on living here. 
I, I guess you'll keep on living at your hotel, Dick. I, uh, I think that's best, Annie. Of course, you're right. Uh, what about Peter the Great? Pete? Aaron. I know Vic thinks Dad didn't race him because he didn't trust Vic to ride him. But I don't believe that. So I've entered Peter the Great in the sixth race tomorrow. Will you ride him, Vic? You trust me to give you an honest ride, Annie? I trust you, Vic. Well, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, I'll ride him. I'll ride him for you. Did I do wrong, Mr. Temple? If you like someone very much, then you have to trust the man. You just have to. And that's never wrong. Hello, Al. Well, hello, Mr. Templer. Did the place a little wager on Peter the Great for tomorrow? Word gets around fast. It's a scientific pastime, Mr. Templer. The players have to study out things well in advance. Helps them to lose their money. Mm. Had any action yet on the ring? Definitely. Mr. Big Ed Kleinman placed a very substantial sum on two other horses in the race, which I promptly laid off with the connection I got out of town. He's uh, pretty sure Peter won't win. He must know something. If he doesn't, he stands to go broke. He's taken the consensus. He'll go off maybe even money. Well... What could uh, Big Ed know, Al? What's there to know? You can't very well dope a horse these days. So what does that leave? The man on the horse's back. The monkey on the stick. You know the saying, Saint, never bet on anything with two legs. That's a bitter comment on the human race, Al. All I know is it's very hard to find a dishonest horse. Well, Big Ed isn't uh, throwing money around just on speculation, I suppose. Well, it's the size. The what? The size of the jocks. Mm. They're five-foot men in the six-foot world. They never get to eat a decent meal. They can't take a drink. Everybody else is trying to get big and strong, and the worst thing that can happen to them is they grow up to be normal. So if their ethics are not all they might be, well, it's... Now that's understandable. A very good word. You don't think Vic uh, Bukowski will give Annie an honest ride tomorrow? I'll tell you better this time tomorrow. How are you betting? I'm not a better, Al. I'm only interested in improving the breed. Hey, uh, who do you like in the sixth, Mr. Templer? Uh, Peter the Great, though, eh? Well, you liked him at even money? I'll tell you after yeah, the race. After the race. Uh-huh. Thanks very much, yeah. Oh, sorry, Louie. It's just that I almost wish the race wasn't going to be run. I, I have a feeling something tragic is about to happen, and I, I don't know what I can do to stop it. You know, I get that feeling every time I go to the window, the better horse girl's life can be shattered at 15 and never quite be the same. Well, you know, that's what they call a vulnerable age. Oh, here we are. You, uh, you got any plan in mind, Mr. Temple? I'm afraid it's too late to do much, Louis. Even if there was anything to be done. Just on a chance, I'm going to check the clubhouse bar. Hey, you don't think you'll find your friend Annie in the bar? Maybe another friend, Louis. Crystal? Oh, Mr. Simon Templer. Sit down, Mr. Simon Templer. Winning or losing? It's his system. You divide the number of highballs you've had by five. Add three and that's your horse. Never fail. Except when you've had enough highballs to make it work, you forget how many highballs you've had. Mm-hmm. How many highballs does it take to forget this next race? I'm trying to find out. You know something about it, don't you, Crystal? Sure, I do. Why don't you ask me why? I'll ask you. Well, I won't tell you. Were you ever 15, Crystal? 
Was I ever 15? Did you ever believe in someone so hard it hurt? And have to him take your belief and throw it away? You're talking about the kid, Annie and her jockey. Yes. What's going to happen, Crystal? You know. Tell me. That's the funny part. I don't. Nobody does. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Either Vic throws the race or he doesn't. What else is there? Either Annie gets a heartbroken or she doesn't. If it's an honest race, Pete should win easily. All right. Boy Scout, I'll tell you. Why? Don't ask me why. Maybe she can have... Crystal, there isn't much time. Tell me. You've got to tell me. Ah, there's nothing you can do anyway. You know my boyfriend had climbed me? Huh? You know how many times of a lousy he is? He wouldn't bet on this race only because I was supposed to persuade poor little Vic to lose. He couldn't trust either of the fast far. He's got another gimmick. What? You know, he owned Peter the Great a few months back. Yes, I know. Claimed him from Dad McIntyre. Now, poor old Pete broke down. So Ed nerved him. He what? He nerved him. Took out the nerve in his sore leg so he couldn't feel anything when he ran. No? What happens to the horse? Nothing. For a while. Ed won another race with him, and he let Dad claim him back. After a while, the leg begins to die. And sooner or later, if you run the horse, one leg will cross in front of the other in a race. Well, what happens to the jockey? I don't know. If he's not trying to win, the horse might not even fall. But he's out front with the whole pack behind him. Great dandy. Does Vic know about the horse's leg? Nobody knows. Except me and Big Ed and... Now you. But Dad knew, didn't he? That's why he wouldn't run the horse. Kept telling Vic to hold him back, even in a workout. Must have been nice for him knowing Pete had to die. Money, 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 money. Hey, horses are nearing the starting gate. Horses are nearing the starting gate. And you can't do anything about it. Too late. Much too late. Crystal, what happened the night Dad was killed? I told you enough. I told you too much. Did he come to the club that night looking for Kleinman? Did he? Hey, now, that's all I know. I don't have anything more. That's all I know. That's enough. What's enough? Race ready to go, Crystal, are you? So you've been talking. Ed, I didn't say anything about that. Honestly, I didn't. Shut I didn't... up. Too late, Kleinman. Way too late. Hey, Mr. Tupper, don't you want to see the race? They're in the gate. Just a minute, Louis. I want you to hear this. Kleinman. Why? Anyone that would kill a horse would have to figure on killing the horse's owner, too. Or get killed himself. McIntyre got kicked by his own horse. Everybody knows that. You expected Dad to show up when he found out you nerfed his horse. And you were ready for him. I never saw. He already knows you. Shut up, Christian. An old trick, Kleinman. Tie a horseshoe on a baseball bat makes it look like a man's been kicked by a horse, doesn't it? Must have been quite a job getting Dad back to the stable. But then, uh, you're a big man. That's a big man. Listen, Templar. This doesn't add up to anything. But... You're just trying to make trouble for me. You know, if it's just a question of money. Money, you know... money, money. Don't you know, honey? You haven't got that much oh, money. you shut up. You know, Kleinman, I'm getting a little tired listening to you say shut up. Go for the track police, Louie, will you? Oh, a pleasure, Mr. Temple. Wait a minute. That gun must be very heavy. I'd like to use it on all of you. But there isn't time, is there? Well, just stay where you are. I'm getting out of here. Hey, you want us to try and catch him, Mr. Temple? No, he won't go far. Get the track police after him, Louis. I've got to find Annie. And they're off. At the start, it's Speed Merchant breaking on top. Followed by Count Lavachi, Harbor Light, Quizme, Fleet Arlene, and Peter the Great. Annie, 
Annie. Well, oh, Mr. Kemper, I've been looking for you. How does it look? Oh, he wants to run, Mr. Kemper. He wants to run. So let him out, Jim. Let him out. Peter the great between horses. Arbor life by one and fleet Ali. Into the stretch. Arbor is drawn out by two legs. Speed merchant by one. Moving up on the outside. Now, Vic, now. Come on, get in the cockpit. Arbor life. You can do it if you let him. If you can do it if you let him. Come on, quick. Into the bar turn. It's still Calvavachi showing in front by one leg. Speed merchant with speed. Now, moving up very fast. On the outside is Peter the Great. He's second. He's going to the leader. Now it's Peter the Great. Oh, my God. Calvavachi, speed merchant, third. With me. And turning for home, it's Peter the Great by four legs. Speed merchant is second by two. With me, Calvavachi, three only by a neck and half a night. Into the stretch, it's Peter the Great stretching out by six legs. Speed merchant is second by half a leg. With me, Peter Ali, and Peter the Great wins it going away. going to be all right, Annie. Oh. He was thrown clear. Well, I guess I'd better be going. Wait a minute, Annie. He wants to see you. He does? As a matter of fact, he was uh, very emphatic about it. Go on in and smile for him. But, but what will I say? I mean, how will I act? How I'm... do you feel? Well, I... I don't feel like a kid anymore. You don't think he'll call me a kid again, do you, Mr. Templer? I don't believe he will. But how will I act? Don't worry, Annie. When the time comes, a girl always knows how to act. You think that this is the time? This is the time, Annie. Good luck to both of you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our latest adventure with The Saint. And don't forget, we'll be back with comedy for a Monday. Hancock's half hour going live at 5 p.m. GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. But look, thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Don't forget, stay warm, stay safe. Love you. Bye.